With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get ready for the tech zone. Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific time zone. Add the app to your cell phone. Paul Amadeus Lane Zone. With informative interviews and breakthroughs with CEOs and gurus and who's who's and reviews. Count on Paul to bring y'all the news. Yeah, he didn't pay dues and never snooze. Refused to lose and stayed humble and still played by the rules. On the scene since 16, pops been Paul's gasoline. Spiritual house have to stay clean. Put the key in the first shot, know the routine. In the world, the sun clean disasters, the vaccine. So quarantine, but relive the emphysema epidemic of 1918. Hello and welcome to the Tech Zone. What is up? It's me, Paul Amadeus Lane. So happy to have you join me on the show today. We have amazing guests that's going to join us to talk about tech and how it can enhance all of our lives, whether we are just everyday folk like myself, business professionals, not business professionals, but business professionals, because if you're doing business, that means you are very, 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 very successful. Remember, you can always reach out to me, paulamadeuslane.com on all different formats out there, especially LinkedIn. Um, that's my, my business page and we can connect, talk tech and talk about other things as well. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about autocorrect. And for some of you out there who may send certain correspondence for business to clients or even uh, some inter um, memos to ones in your company. You know, sometimes when autocorrect happens, it doesn't correct it to the right word or the right phrase. Well, our very first guest is going to talk about what his company is doing to make this not a painful experience, but a pleasant one. So we look forward to talking about that innovation. Also, picture technology and how that has changed over the years. Think back to shaking it like a Polaroid picture, right? We used to do it all the time. Or getting our film exposed or getting it not exposed. What is it called? Um, you know, when you take it to like the places and they would um, turn it into pictures from the film. I forget. If you can remember, please, please let me know. It's been a long time since I've done that. So I, I really don't know. I can't remember. So let me know. So we're going to talk about how that technology is really morphing into taking those old pictures and giving it like a, brand new flair to it. So we look forward to 
having you join us and talk to our very special guest. So let's find out more about AutoCorrect and what one company is doing to really make this innovation really just explode to a different level. And I'm so delighted to have with me right now my next guest all the way from Switzerland. We're talking to David Everly. He is the CEO and co-founder of TypeWise. How you doing, David? Hey, very well. Glad to be on the show. Thank you. Hey, great to have you, man. And um, I'm just so delighted that we have this global reach where we can talk to ones like yourself from the other part of the world and, and get to catch up on some of the great innovation that's happening worldwide. So thank you so much for, for being on the show. I promise not to keep you too long because I know it's late out there and I know you have to have to get some things done. So, so David, before we get started, talk about all the amazing things that are going on at TypeWise. Uh, let's talk about the genesis of the, of the corporation, of the company, and why it was created in the first place. So, so David, what was the mindset behind this company and why was it created? Sure. Um, so actually, I have to attribute to, to my co-founder, Janice, um, and, and he approached me actually in a cold to a win winter day with a very lengthy email um, describing, hey, how we're typing um, for, for hours every day in our laptops and our phones, uh, but how we're, we're using essentially a, a keyboard that was created in the 19th century um, for, for typewriters, and we're typing letter by letter, and we do that um, for, for hours every day, and it's slow, and especially in smartphones, we do a lot of typos, and so it, it becomes very cumbersome, and that's a big waste of time. And his idea was, hey, can't we rethink um, how we, in the end, bring our thoughts from our minds into our digital world um, by means of using our fingers, but in, in, um, in a more um, efficient and effective way? And that was the, the idea behind it, to basically free up our time um, and and make uh, and yeah make life um, easier for 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 everyone in the end. Um, yeah, and, and you know you know David, I'm I'm going to start that over right quick. Sorry about that. Let me let me go to this microphone because my different microphones are, are acting <laughs> acting weird today. So let me go ahead and let me go ahead and do that. Sorry about that. I had, I had some computer issues this last weekend in my. Um, tech guys were over, oh, yeah. and, I, and I realized, wow, uh, I'm not in my my main microphone. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and do this. Good. One second, check, 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 check. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Okay. All right, David. Here we go. One, one more time. Okay. <laughs> sure. Here we go. All right. And I'm so delighted to have me right now, my next guest, all the way from uh, Switzerland. And it's so uh, nice that we have that global outreach that we're able to check in with our friends around the world and talk about some of the great innovation that's out there. We have David Everly. He is the uh, co-founder and CEO of TypeWise. David, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Doing very well. Thanks for having me. Hey, great to have you, David. And I'm so delighted that we're able to talk with you from around the world just shows how this global outreach of technology is and how amazing it is. So, so again, thank you so much for, for joining us. And David, before we kind of talk about the, the great innovation behind uh, TypeWise, let's talk about why the uh, company was created in the first place. Do you mind sharing that with us? Absolutely. So I have to give credit to my co-founder, Janice, um, who uh, 
basically probably one day on a it was a cold winter day with a lengthy email um, explaining to me how we spend hours um, every day uh, typing on our phones and our laptops or using like a method um, that was created in the 19th century for typewriters and that hasn't changed really since. And, 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 and he was thinking around, hey, how can we use modern technology um, to, 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 to facilitate bringing our thoughts um, from, our, from our minds into the digital world and making that more efficient and then basically saving us time that we can spend on more enjoyable things. And, and David, when we look at just where we're at when it comes to technology, it seems like communicating and typing was something has been, that has been left behind, especially with innovation. And we know with uh, voice to text, there's a lot of good things that we can use. How did your company meet that need of uh, kind of where voice to text started off, but now where your company is now picking up uh, that that baton and and, and moving it forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we see is that um, at the workplace, um, there is actually less voice in general happening and there's more move to to textual communication which is quite interesting because in in your personal um, day-to-day life you would say hey voice attacks and we're sending more voice messages and whatsapp and i I, and i can dictate like a line or two when i'm in the car and driving and i can navigate using my voice but those are all just very small messages um, but then at, at the workplace, when we talk about more complex topics, so if you look at, for example, um, customer service, where in the past or even today, I mean, uh, there's still a lot of people calling in, but calling in takes a lot of time. Um, you need to wait sometimes for hours. So it's much easier to just drop an email, um, which takes you as a customer maybe one minute um, or, or two to, to, to write, and then you're done with it and you get a reply later from the company. And you expect usually them to reply very quickly. And now, so everything is moving actually um, to more like a text-based um, communication. Um, but that's obviously, um, that requires um, then you as an employee um, to also deal with that. And we spend more time on computers. Um, and I think the past two years have just really accelerated that trend. Um, much more time in computers and using text and and why text because it's it's like words can be interpreted by by software and le- and and spoken language is very hard to be um, inter- in, um, interpreted um, correctly by software so I think that's why text um, it's also much quicker to read text um, than than to uh, listen um, to um, uh, to to like an audio message. And so I think it's it's a more efficient way, um, but I think the innovation around how do we enter text um, ha- has not really changed. And and we do see like here and there if you look at like a Gmail um, from 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 Google, which is already kind of suggesting certain words that, that you can autocomplete, and so you have to type less. Um, and it also uh, helps you. There are many like writing assistants that that help you write better and 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 avoid grammar mistakes or find the right tone um, of the message. And I think we just really build on that and say, hey, how can we um, use use the, the, those advances and 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 build something not just marginally better but truly um, transformational that in the end 
um, ideally, we don't have to type much at, at all anymore um, and can spend really the time not on moving our fingers, but the time on, on a thinking and spending with other people. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, and uh, as a person who uses voice to text a lot due to my disability, um, I, I can tell you with autocorrect and using different things. Uh, sometimes I've sent like different um, type of um, messages that didn't turn out the way I intended them to turn out. And then the words and the autocorrect and, mm. and, and even like when we're typing uh, using our, our devices, autocorrect sometimes will correct the word that we don't want it to correct and it corrects it to the, to the wrong thing. And, and uh, you guys are both, um, you guys are really big fans of both uh, Apple and also Google. And, but you, what you guys have been able to do was to, to really look at that need, fill that need and to, to make something that that's more, I want to say technically sound uh, when it comes to this space and, what was kind of the challenge of getting where you guys are at today, David, with the concept and now the reality? Yeah, I think there are, there are a couple of things. I think, I mean, we started by making a, a smartphone keyboard application, right? It's what you can download on Apple App Store and on, on Google Play Store. It's, uh, it's, it's available for free. Just type in TypeWise and, and, and you can get it today. And... There we've combined both a novel user interface. So we've, we're using different like key shapes um, that are larger and thus um, it's easier to, to use a keyboard on like a small device um, together with AI technology. Um, and that has been quite successful. I, I think we're hitting about 2 million downloads of, 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 of that app after um, a bit more than, than, than two years uh, since launching it. Um, but there we're talking a lot about behavioral change uh, because of that interface um, innovation, uh, but that also then requires a certain time investment from the user. And I think that's what we've learned with that first product, that um, anything that a user needs to learn something new, um, a lot of people give up very quickly. Um, and so that makes introducing a new method very hard. Um, and so we've then said, okay, but with that product, we've learned a lot how, how people type and how autocorrect should work. So we've patented um, a new autocorrect technology that actually outperforms Google or, or Apple. Um, it corrects more, but it also corrects less wrongly. Um, so both sides <laughs> um, are, are better in, in, in that regard. And now we started offering this product or this technology um, to enterprises, so to, to companies. And what we're able to do there, and that's maybe what the technological limitation is that, well, with these like predictive text, um, it's very hard to know what exactly you want to say. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you even say something for the first time, how would we know? Um, and that's, uh, and that's, that makes it very challenging to, to really predict a lot that would be helpful for you as a person. With enterprises, though, it suddenly becomes much like much more narrow. So, if you talk about the customer service team of a of a large company, what they what they type is much more similar day to day, right? They get thousands of requests from their from from from, from their um, customers, and it's all about oh, my shipment didn't arrive, 
oh, I, I want to have a refund. Um, the T-shirt is too small. Um, the pants are too big. So you have this very same type of problems that, that, that you have to solve every day. And in that sense, then we are able to predict much more. So a sentence or even like a whole paragraph in like one go. And that delivers more value. Um, but we kind of circumvent the technological challenge by focusing on like one more specific use case than like a general end user who maybe has, you know, a romantic conversation, a work conversation, going out with friends, then he's writing an essay for his diary. I mean, it's just like super broad and it's very hard to know what are you trying to do right now. Um, and in the workplace, it's very clear um, if you're a customer service employee, well, you're not supposed to have a romantic conversation <laughs> at the same time. Um, and if you do, then, well, then we can't help you with, uh, with the prediction, but then that's another problem. So I think that's a bit like the, like the path that, that we have taken for now. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a really, really interesting points uh, you made, uh, David, and it really makes a lot of sense. And when it comes to uh, the uh, AI technology that you guys are using, uh, one thing that really caught my eye is that uh, privacy-friendly AI text prediction. And you know, for some who may not be familiar with how important that is, please explain uh, to those about that, please. Yeah, I, I think in general, you have um, AI algorithms. Often, um, they require a, a like a lot of processing power. Um, and so um, often they're run in the cloud. Um, but that means the data required to kind of run run the algorithm uh, and it's data coming from you that needs to be transferred from you to that software that sits somewhere else. And like you could say, like image processing, right? You upload your image to a server and then that image sits in that server. And you kind of have to, have to trust that company that they're not doing anything bad with the data. So that's why we have a lot of privacy laws. I mean, I mean in California, you, you, you have introduced a, a new law um, two years ago, I believe. Um, the EU has pushed like, like a big law on that. But still, um, there can also be um, hacks, uh, which we see again and again, also towards very big companies, including Microsoft. And so even if the company is not doing something maliciously against you, it could still happen that, that your data gets out. And so with text prediction, it's very sensitive because in the end, everything you type, it needs to be used to make that prediction. And essentially, if you have a cloud-based text prediction software, everything you type in your computer is being transferred um, to that company. And that's, I mean, it's essentially like a keylogger <laughs> that listens to everything that you're typing. And so our approach is different. We say, hey, we build... Um, the technology in a way that it's able to run locally on your machine. So then um, that prediction just works on, on your computer or, or on your smartphone, but your typing data never has to be sent anywhere. And so you're, there's not even like a security problem because the data doesn't even leave um, your phone or your computer. And so it's the, the safest way um, and you don't even have to bother about any privacy issues because the data is not going anywhere. Um, and, and, and from our point of view, that's, um, that's the future. Um, you also hear the term edge computing. Um, that's really about using every single device 
um, to perform calculations. The second um, interesting fact results about energy consumption, um, because then uh, you're obviously um, are, are able to, to use like a machine um, that's already running anyway. Um, and, and we see like lower energy usage um, of up to 90% uh, by using, uh, by, by doing it our way um, of, 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 of on-device technology. So that's like a side benefit that you're getting from this type of setup. And you know, that's uh, great to hear because all, all of us are concerned about, about our privacy and, and things like that. And great to hear that, that the company is taking great strides, you know, to, to really protect that. And we really want to commend you uh, about that. Well, what has been the reception like now since you guys are offering this in an enterprise base to different businesses, different companies out there? Because we know sometimes change is kind of hard to accept. They want to go to the more recognizable names, uh, the Apple, the Googles. And, and so how's it been when you guys are now introducing this to, to different companies out there? Yeah, so here, the like our advantage is that we're not like offering a, a competing product, but it's more of a add, like an add-on solution to your existing like CRM um, like customer relationship management um, setup you already have, and there you usually have a big company like a Salesforce or an Oracle um, or or Microsoft. Um, and so we're able to run on top um, of these systems. And most providers or have not made any advances in, into the text prediction field. Um, so this is very novel um, and it, it features more on the consumer side on like an Apple keyboard or a Google keyboard or like a Gmail as I've said before, but it hasn't really advanced out of there. It's a very specific topic. It's, it's very complex. There are not many researchers globally um, available um, to, uh, who have that knowledge. But we have the benefit of working with um, one of the most um, um, reputable um, um, academic institutions. Um, it's like the, you know, the MIT or the Caltech of uh, Europe, if you wish. And um, so they have obviously um, are able to attract talent um, internationally. And that has allowed us to, to work with top uh, people in, in, in the field. And so that puts us at, at, at an advantage that, that we're one of the first ones um, to offer this type of technology. And of course, with enterprises, the, the, the bigger challenge is rather that they, that they listen to you. So you have to get you know, the attention. Um, they're usually um, slow movers. Um, they have a lot of projects in the pipeline. You have you have to convince twenty people to 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 like get to um, to a signature. It's a very long process, and that can obviously um, drain you out as a small company. Um, so we're only twenty people by now, um, and so you need to be very quick in finding those companies who who get to yes quickly. Um, and then move forward um, with them first. And as soon as you have a few um, success uh, like stories, then it becomes much easier. Then you can say, hey, um, your competitor is using us and uh, <laughs> they're getting very good results. Um, aren't you interested? And then suddenly stuff moves very quickly. But I think getting kind of the, 
um, you know, the, the first ones off the ground, which we have by now. So I think um, we're in a good position, uh, but it still obviously takes time and you need to work through a lot of no's um, to get to that one. Yes. And uh, that can be frustrating and you need a lot of uh, <laughs> tolerance uh, for frustration. Um, but I think that's just the business of any like entrepreneur. Um, and I think California has, <laughs> has a long history in that anyway. Now that that is so true. That is so true, and it's great to see that you guys are in that in that B two B arena now. You know, to really have that disruption, you know, in this field. And when you look at the the desk desktop solution that you guys are, you guys have now, and we know about the mobile solution. What were the challenges of taking the the mobile platform to the desktop platform? And you know, if you don't mind sharing that. That, that journey with us, if you don't mind. So actually, that has been very easy. I think we've initially, we've initially done, I don't want to say the mistake, but it, yeah, well, now I would say it was a mistake to um, adapt our AI technology for the mobile space. And that took a lot of reprogramming effort, basically not creating something new, but just what we had reprogram it for iOS and for Android. And so that obviously led to a lot of, let's say, mistakes introduced in the process. So it took us a lot of time to just replicate what we already had for iOS and Android. And that's, especially as a, as a small company, I mean, that's very expensive if you just spend half a year and kind of <laughs> trying to, what you already have, make make it work on like platform A and a platform B. Now, we've moved to to, to solution where we basically use a, what we call a cross-platform um, technology that's developed once and that works on the desktop, it works on, on an Android phone and it works on an iOS phone. And so it only has to be built once and maintained once, um, and it works everywhere. Um, to our maybe to our fairness, um, the underlying um, technology, you know, like programming technology, um, to do such a cross-platform um, layer ha is very recent. So I think we're using even some early stage uh, tools and programming language um, to, to make this happen. And two years ago, that just wasn't around. So I think also the, the, the whole like software industry has moved so tremendously quickly um, over, over the past couple of years that now more and more tools and, and methods are out there that make life easier. Um, also as a small company, to 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 build like a good foundation um, of your product, and and also there, I mean, it's it's our first company. Um, we're going through a lot of learning processes. Which, if we ever were to do a second company, that you already know, and you know, you need this guy with this um, expertise, and you know how to kind of evaluate um, who had you know who 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 is the right person um, to join the team at an early stage, and uh, I think that's yeah. Um, I think uh, fail, fail fast and, and then learn from it and try to make it better next time. And I wanted to spend a little more time, if we could, David, uh, just talking about the productivity aspect of this innovation and how, how typos can, can cost time and productivity. And looking and doing research on that, it can, 
it can really wreak havoc on the day, you know, if somebody is having these typos and they have to correct these typos. But the getting getting the text right the first time, it can really just make the workflow a little better and uh, the productivity better. And if you can speak to that just a little bit, if you can, because I think that that's something we really need to articulate out there because it, it really makes a lot of sense what you guys are doing out there. I think typos is just one aspect. Yes, it's 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 annoying for you as a user if you have to go back and and it like it kind of interrupts you in your workflow. And um, I've observed, you know, a lot of people that every third word uh, when you're typing, you're hitting the backspace again because your fingers are maybe, um, you know, move too fast a bit, or you get the double letter and so forth. And when you have a you know like an assistant that just smoothens everything out you also you can just continue um, um in your typing flow but i think that's one then the second thing is obviously you don't want in a customer facing um message you don't want to have typos in there uh, because that just looks bad to the company um and then also you as an employee um but i think it's not just about typos it's about getting the message right in the first place exactly which is also, well, what, sh what, what should the content be of that message? So again, let's say um, you, you work in customer service and you're confronted by um, an issue that you don't know exactly well. Yeah, let's say somebody wants to return the pants and they, um, but it's already past like the 30 day um, money back a period it's the 32nd day but he claims the parcel was late i don't know and he still wants to apply it now what do you do in this case so you, usually as an employee you go to some sort of knowledge base where you can research what's the appropriate process um, for this specific case that's not happening every day uh, but that takes you a lot of time and then you have to combine maybe information from like different sources and you have to formulate this in a like in into a nice message that you then play back, and that takes a lot of time. Also thinking about what's the right message. Do I put a question at the end? Um, like, are you satisfied with this? Or maybe you shouldn't put a question at the end because the you know the customer might just come 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 back to you, and and then you have like an ongoing, a never ending um, conversation. And so what we try to do with typewise is then also form like identify what type of language or like what type of wording for this specific context is the right one um, that also then saves you time not just in having no no mistakes in it but also saves you time by already getting suggested the right answer without you needing to, to go through all these steps and 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 kind of make up your own um, answer that may might even be wrong and just prolong the entire process and I think that's really what then makes lives easier um, for everyone involved. That makes a lot of sense, David. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Because I, I think that's that's like the the whole ball game right there. You know, imagine us, you know, talking with the customer and and sending like some some typos, you know, and it, it just it's just not good business, you know, not, not business, it's not good business out there, you know. But but thank you so much, uh you know, for sharing that. Anything else out there you'd like to articulate to the viewer and the listener about, about type-wise that we haven't talked about so far? 
No, I mean, we have obviously uh, also plans to to open an office soon um, in the U.S. We're still thinking of, of, of where that should be. Um, I mean, a lot has happened. Uh, I mean, Silicon Valley being obviously a great destination, but I think there are new destinations also um, uh, popping up. Um, so uh, we're always interested in like uh, talking um, to anyone, be it about uh, you know client uh, client conversations um, or or any other tips um, who we should talk to. So um, always appreciate that, of course. And if ones like here in the in, in the states now want to use this technology, they they can already right. B to B to B can use it. The customers can. Absolutely, we, we we also have we, we we already have pilot clients um, in the U.S. So um, and we have hundreds of thousands of end users uh, in the U.S. also using our product every day. Yeah, that's awesome. And some of our listeners and viewers throughout the world, you know, other parts of the globe too, they're probably thinking, "Hey, David, can I can I be a part of this too? How can I how can I find out more information about it?" So, uh, how, what do you want to direct them to? Yeah, I mean, go, go to our website, the typewise.app, A-P-P, and then um, you will find also more, more about us. We have a very active blog that also explains more about the tech and, and the background of the team. And you also find my, my contact details there. Um, like, reach out anytime, absolutely. Well, David, it's been great catching up with you and Looking forward to doing it again, and I'm looking forward to come coming out to uh, Switzerland and see yeah. you. And you can yeah, you can yeah. show me show me the ropes out there. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> well, do me a favor, my friend. Stay well, and we'll look forward to chat soon. Likewise, thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Really enjoyed my chat with David Eber of, of Typewise, and finding out more about the company, but also going to visit him too. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go to the Switzerland or or. Uh, what other company? Uh, really enjoyed my chat with David Ever of uh, Typewise and find out more about what Typewise is doing and how they're really making this innovation uh, really take autocorrect and really communicating to a next level. So looking forward to catching up with him again somewhere down the line. When we get back, I finally remember what it was called when you would take your film in and get it like developed that's what it was developed <laughs> so we're gonna find out how things have morphed uh into uh, different technologies out there that can help savor those old memories that we have before we had cell phones taking those pictures that that doesn't uh, have any degradation over time we're going to join um, a very special guest coming up right after these messages we'll be right back please don't go nowhere in this world of technology, things are ever-changing, rearranging. You need someone to help you out. I know you'll someone You'll never be alone. You'll be with Paul. I'm a dead slain in the tech zone. 